The Leave Your Legacy podcast is supported by Wise Financial. Wise Financial is a Northwestern Mutual private client group member. For over 20 years, Wise Financial has dedicated its efforts to designing comprehensive wealth management strategies for business owners and many accomplished athletes. Through their efforts, Wise Financial has been recognized as an industry-leading firm. The Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Hello, and welcome to the Leave Your Legacy Podcast. I'm your host, Kenya Murray, and today we have a good friend, um, someone that it was kind of interesting how we came to know each other, but we've developed an unbelievable friendship over the last couple of years. Uh, he's become a good friend of our family, uh, and so I want to welcome to the show Mark Wise. Mark, welcome to the show. Good afternoon, Kenyon. Hey, thanks for having me on your podcast. Uh, I love what you're doing. Appreciate our friendship. And again, just thank you for having me here today. Yeah, well, you you have a very interesting life. So I want to give our audience kind of a little bit of your background growing up in Indiana and and kind of your journey to where you are today. So just give our audience a little bit of uh, a look into where Mark Wise grew up. Yeah, so I grew up uh, about 65 miles uh, southeast of uh, Indianapolis, uh, a small community called Connorsville, Indiana. I grew up on a big farm there. Uh, there wasn't a lot to do uh, in that small community. I think there's 13, 14,000 people, so really small. But uh, I worked on that farm and worked a lot on that farm. Uh, any free time that I did have, um, you typically find me in the backyard playing basketball uh, or at a friend's house as I got older and could drive or I'd be at the park. Uh, absolutely love the game and the career that I'm in today has enabled me to stay really connected uh, with the game indirectly. Wasn't quite uh, good enough to make it to the NBA, so I had to find another path uh, to stay connected with the game. So uh, that's a little bit about my background and how I got going. Well, you know, like many Iowans too, you know, a lot of my friends that grew up on a farm and there's nothing that can be said about just the work ethic that you develop growing up on a farm. So how did your work ethic that you built growing up, how did that carry you into college and then on to what you're, you're doing today as a financial advisor? Yeah, you know, um, on the farm, working isn't optional, right? Um, you have to work. Uh, it is a requirement. And I'm so glad that I learned that skill early on. Uh, when I went on to um, college to Ball State, I uh, put myself through school. Uh, starting out, I would work two to three jobs, 25 to 35 hours a week during the school year. Wow. And then the summers, I worked two full-time jobs, working 80 to 100 hours every single week. And it was tough. I mean, I, I didn't know if it was morning, noon, or night. Like, I got up, it yeah. was dark. At home, it was dark. Um, but I will tell you, the thing that I learned is that work ethic can help you overcome an awful lot of things. You don't have to be the smartest individual in the room. Mm. Uh, you don't have to have the most talent in the room. You can have an awful lot of deficiencies um, and, and go really far. And so I've just always had that. And it helped me in college tremendously. It's helped me in my current profession tremendously. And every opportunity I have a chance to talk to my kids, my friends. Mm. If people ask me, hey, how, how have you been able to do certain things or achieve certain things? Um, typically, I start with um, talking about work ethic yeah. and the things that it's done for me in, in my life. And so that is a, an attribute that I'm glad I you know, learned early. Yeah. Uh, there were times where it wasn't uh, fun, but uh, <laughs> it certainly has, has helped me uh, along the way. Yeah, there's that old adage, what it says, uh, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. You know, I think yes. that's something not only in the sports world, but that can be taken in, in any profession. The one thing that I will say about you from day one is that generosity and, and Mark Wise go hand in hand. I mean, from 
you know, opening up your home to McKenna and I when we were in town for a AAU tournament to always hosting us when we come around. So, you know, your generosity, like, I guess the question, like, why are you so generous to so many people? Because it would be easy because of the success you've had to kind of just brush people off, but that's not you, you know, that's not Abby. That's not the kids. Like everyone in your household is so generous of their time and things like that. So what, how, how is, how was that shaped in you? Yeah. You know, um, back when I went to college of all state, um, in my dorm, 80% of my peers had some form of disability. Mm. My roommate had fallen 40 feet from a tree and it crushed his spinal column and he was in a wheelchair. My next door neighbor, Greg had severe cerebral palsy. And one day I was going into Greg's room and I kind of gotten to know him first couple weeks of school and really enjoyed kind of hanging out with him. He loved baseball. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Hey, why don't we go grab dinner tonight? And he's like, that sounds great. He's like, I just got to finish typing up this paper uh, by 6 PM. We got to have it turned in. I'm like, fantastic. I got to go get a workout in, go to class. We get back, we'll go. And so I come back like four hours later and I looked at the paper he was typing up and, and he did not make a, like a ton of progress. And I'm just thinking to myself, what's he been doing? This has got to be turned in. And uh, I later kind of find out that uh, due to the lack of motor control, due to his disability with CP, mm-hmm. um, he'd go to hit the keyboard and type something and it would just be a bunch of letters. And then he'd have to hit the backspace. And Kenyon, man, my heart just like it just sunk, right. you know. And, and I just, from that moment on, I helped him type up the paper uh, and he, I ended up being his attendant for four years um, at, at Ball State. Uh, but it, it made me um, really think about who I am and where I'm going and what my priorities are. Um, I had it, I felt like at the time, pretty rough, right? right I'm right. working like all the time. And yeah. a lot of my buddies were doing things that, that I want to do, but I couldn't do because I had to work. Um, but then I thought to myself after seeing that, I'm like, I get to, I get to go play basketball. I get to go to my class without someone having to help me. I can go to the shower by myself. Like there were just so many things that I think in that moment, I was just thinking about me because I was just day to day trying to survive, Mm -hmm. um, that I took for granted a lot of the blessings that I also had. And so I think that that moment um, just changed my life. It changed my perspective. And, you know, I was like, I'm never going to make, you know, excuse for anything. I'm going to try and be kind to everybody. Yeah. Uh, I want to be respectful for everybody. Uh, I want to live a life um, of, of service. Uh, and, and that's kind of, I think, just become the fabric of, of who I am. Well, it goes right into the next question I had about your faith. I mean, that's one of the things that we talk about a lot. You know, you are a man of faith. And and the question I have for you is like, how does your faith impact your daily actions? And like I said, we talk about it a lot. Um, you know, we we send each other little things here and there. But but yeah, I mean, I see it every day in how you how you live that your faith is very apparent. So how does that affect your daily actions? Yeah, I mean, my, my faith is like the, the foundation of, of everything. You know, when I think about, you know, some days are tough, mm. like there are for all of us, right? Um, some days are easier than others. Um, in a very uncertain world, having that certainty with my faith is that rock, it's that foundation. Uh, and sometimes that faith is telling me, hey, you need to become a better listener. Mm. You need to be more focused. You need to be a better dad, a better father, 
uh, a better leader, a better employer, better friend. Uh, and so my faith uh, is so important to me because without it, I don't know where I would be. Like <laughs> yeah. I would be in a different place. I, I know that. Right. And I certainly wouldn't be um, the man that, I, that I'm aspiring to become. And, and I'm always under construction. I'm, I'm always just trying to find ways to get better. Fortunately, my wife uh, is super strong <laughs> in her faith yeah. and uh, having that in your household uh, also helps, you know, a ton as somebody that is absolutely committed uh, to their faith. And so uh, no doubt about it, uh, that is the most important thing uh, in my life uh, that helps everything else go. No, I feel you on that. And I, you know, we do talk about being under construction, you know, day in and day out. And one of the things I've been doing, so I have, um, I created, you know, my three E's of personal growth and, and, and through that, I know they're always in constant motion. You know, I'm always establishing new habits. I'm always executing those habits and then really doing a a self-evaluation, you know, the 30. And, And so those things are always in motion, but what are some of your intentional habits? I think that's, that's a word that I really like now is, is intentionality, being intentional. What are some of the things that you try to exhibit, whether it's daily, weekly, monthly habits that you feel uh, really set the tone for, for who you are and how you, how you move in the world? Yeah, so back in 2002, 2003, uh, I signed up for Master University with Tony Robbins. And I remember going to some of these different events and he always came up with all these acronyms yeah. and I loved it because it helped me remember stuff. And one of the ones that he started with was can I, which stood for constant and never ending improvement. Mm. Another one was you got to have a big map, massive action plan. And so early on in, in my career, um, I, those just stuck with me. And every day I'm always thinking about those things. And I have a bunch of other acronyms that I've learned from others kind of along the way. But I feel like those acronyms, you know, keep me in check, making sure that I'm doing the things that I should be doing on a day to day, week to week, year to year basis. And again, I'm, I'm not perfect by any means. Like the, the, I'm probably not doing it every day, but uh, I'm striving towards perfection and and using those acronyms has helped me a ton just to make sure I'm green and growing. I'm not ripe and rotting. uh, I'm I'm being the best version of myself as much as I possibly can. Oh, I love that. I love that. And I think one of the things that's great about our crew too, uh, the circle of trust is we, uh, we fill each other's buckets, you know, and, and that's, that's a constant. So who are some of the people that have poured into you? You know, we all have people that have poured into us at different times for different things, but who are some of the people that come to mind when you think about, you know, they are always filling my bucket whenever I see them, even if I haven't talked to them in a long time. Um, I think we all have people like that. So who are, who are some of yours? Yeah. So, um, you know, number one, my wife, um, because at the end of the day, um, as I mentioned earlier, I'm super blessed to have somebody that has just always supported me uh, no matter what, Um, you know, not complaining if I'm having to work some extra hours or a weekend or take a flight here or there, just always super supportive. And and this is a tough career that I'm in Mm. and I'm pulled a lot of directions. And so having that, you know, constantly in my life is, is huge for me. Uh, A couple of the people that, that are kind of coming to mind is, as I'm sitting here thinking about it really goes back to college. Um, Blake Chastain was an individual. Uh, you heard me say earlier, I was working those two, three jobs. Mm-hmm. By the time I got into my junior year, uh, I ended up starting to sell Cutco knives. 
And I'll just be honest, Kenyon, it started out, it was a disaster. <laughs> I remember some of the stories. <laughs> yeah, it, it was not good. Uh, I wasn't following the program. Uh, when I found I had to spend $138 on these knives and I was going to be selling them, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Uh, but make a long story short, um, Blake, you know, took me aside and you know, he said he basically had faith in me. And I don't know why he had faith in me at the time, um, but he did. And he gave me a book. It was Unlimited Power by Tony Robbins. I read that. Uh, he helped coach me. And I, I, I would not be where I'm at today. I finished no one in the nation selling those knives. I <laughs> um, paid off all my debt the last day of school. And it was literally from Blake having faith in me when I didn't even have faith in myself, yeah. giving me that book uh, and motivating and inspiring me when I, I didn't really show up. Um, but he continued to pour into me. Um, and he's a client to this day and just become a, a great person that I, I will never be able to repay him uh, for how much he helped me get to where I'm at. Um, so that would be one. <clears throat> the second person is a business partner of mine in, in real estate today, Jeff Smiley. Um, back again, uh, as I wrapped up selling Cutco knives, I, I sold his wife like a lot of knives. Okay. <laughs> um, and, and, and that was a problem uh, because that created some challenges with, with uh, Kathy and, and, and Jeff. And uh, she ended up canceling the order a couple weeks later. Mm. Uh, and she called me up and I think she could uh, feel me just be deflated like a balloon. And uh, so anyway, you know, I gave me 50% commission on those knives. That was a pretty fi big financial hit for me. Yeah. But she called me back about a week later and she said, you know what? Let's go ahead and place that order. Yeah. And I don't know what ended up happening at home, but uh, <laughs> uh, I think she just felt so bad and, and make a long story longer. Uh, I ended up um, calling on her once I finished up uh, with school and now I'm in the business that I'm in now. And I said, hey, we'd love to sit down with you guys. And she said, hey, I don't handle the finance stuff. You're going to have to talk with Jeff. And so I called on Jeff for many months and he would just never take my call. And so I called her back and I was like, hey, thanks a ton you know, for making the introduction. I've called him a bunch of times. He, he, he won't return my call. And so, but just thanks. And she's like, no, no, no. He's going to take your call. Just yeah. Call him tomorrow at nine o'clock. Uh, I call him at nine o'clock. Sure enough, he picks up. He begrudgingly, you know, takes a meeting with me. <laughs> I was smart enough to bring out a partner in the firm and he ended up becoming a client. We built this great friendship, but shortly into our relationship, he did something amazing for me. He reached out to three of his closest friends that were super successful. Uh, and he left a couple of them voicemails. He got a hold of one of them, and I'm right there. And he's talking about me and yeah. the things that he said about me, you know, I felt like he was really stretching the truth like a lot. <laughs> um, but uh, I got three meetings with all of them. They all three became clients and it, and it took my business uh, to, to an entirely different area code. And he didn't have to do that. Um, and we've just developed this great friendship uh, ever since then. And we, like I said, become business partners and uh, very fortunate to have all three of those individuals in my life um, because it, it makes me want to aspire to do more, to be more yeah. uh, as, as a human being. Well, number one, I'm going back to her because she's, she's the next question on the list. I mean, your wife is unbelievable. You know, I love the fact that every time we come, you go, oh, you know, your room's ready. Then you got the big old <laughs> muffins ready for us too. She, she's awesome. So, you know, speaking of Abby, like, and I don't even know if you can begin to even come to an answer for this, but 
just give us a couple things of what she does. Cause you've got three super active kids. Um, yep. and you know, even when I'm in town or whatever, like I barely see her because she's ripping and running, yep. but yep. What, are, what are just a few of the things that she does to keep the wise family household running on all cylinders? Yeah. I think it's more like, what doesn't she do? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, because, I mean, like you said, I mean, three kids, right. Um, she's packing those, you know, lunch is late at night or early in the morning. She's making sure everybody's up in the morning. Uh, she's making sure our social calendar. So we're, we're doing things uh, with church. We're making sure we're spending time with friends and family. Um, she's supporting me and making sure I'm where I need to be uh, all the time. Um, you know, she is that that constant uh, force for good, you know, and yeah. I, I'm I'm so beyond blessed to have her uh, because I'm always reminded um, to, to just do the right things. Um, and, yeah. and this career has enabled me to build my career around my life instead of my life around my career. Yes. And, you know, that is a function of her, you know, making sure that I understand, you know, <laughs> that there are priorities that you need to put first. And, yeah. and so since we've been married, I've literally put all the kids activities, all the things that we're going to do as a family, that goes on the calendar first, and then I'm putting everything else around that. And 85, 90% of the time, I'm able to hold that calendar. Uh, every once in a while, I have to pivot. But, uh, you know, when you have somebody that is so supportive 100% of the time, or yeah. I should say 99% of the time, like it just makes things so much easier, uh, particularly when you are putting in a lot of hours and you are doing a lot of things that um, take your time. Um, so just very blessed that she helps run the show. Uh, she's really taking care of four of us, not just the three kids. She's <laughs> yeah. taking, taking care of me as well. Yeah. Say the same thing. I always say, people like, oh, you know, your kids are so nice. I'm like, yes, Michelle has done a good job with all of us. So I, I definitely know that, know the feeling on that. But, but hey, you know, this is the Leave Your Legacy podcast. And one of the questions I ask everyone is, you know, what does leaving a legacy mean to you? And I think it's important that I ask that question because, it's important because you're touching so many people around you, whether it's professionally, personally, spiritually, but what does leaving a legacy mean to Mark Wise? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. And you heard me say earlier, I'm under construction, right? And I think I would, I would apply that here as well. Like there are things in my life that are very important to me, uh, particularly from a, a philanthropic and giving back perspective. Um, I'd love to cure childhood cancer. I'd love to provide more to the underserved. I'd love to provide better support for children with special needs. And the list goes on and on and on. And so what I've tried to build is a, is a vessel um, to create capital, to be able to build something that will then fund all the different things that are not only important to my wife and I, but also our children, hopefully future grandchildren, clients, the community, uh, our employees. Like I wanna find a way to be able to take care of a lot of things that are important to a lot of people. Uh, and that takes a lot of resources to do that. Uh, and so I'm trying to find and, and build something uh, that will be able to do things way beyond my lifetime. Um, and I'm not, I don't have it fully crystallized on exactly what I want it to, to, to look like. Yeah. Um, it's hard because there are so many things that, that are important to my wife and I and our family and extended family that I'm trying to 
refine that and, and figure out, you know, how can we really go deep on some things mm. to make a meaningful, lasting impact and let let that continue to go on in perpetuity uh, for the greater good. So I'm still under construction, still yeah. working to try and figure that out, but but I think I'm getting close. Um, and so that maybe to be continued on a possibly a future podcast. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. No, I think there's so many things that you talk about. Um, obviously we're in alignment with a lot of different things and I think our belief systems are, are really aligned with that. Um, obviously you're helping us right now as we try to build our nonprofit and, and, and make our mark there and which we really appreciate. Um, but man, I, I think, um, you know, whatever you set your mind to, obviously you're going to accomplish. So whatever you have to do to like narrow focus, whatever it is, get deeper. I know you'll do. And, and obviously having Abby there to help guide that is, is definitely a, a positive as well. Absolutely. There's no doubt, no doubt about that. All right. So rapid fire questions. I do uh, ask all my guests. Um, I got three questions for you today. The first one is, and I know you've done a lot of traveling. So in all your travels, what is your favorite place to travel to and why? Can I give you two? Yeah, you can give me two. <laughs> okay. Um, so I think the the first would be Fiji. Okay. And not because the beaches are necessarily any better, the water's any bluer per se. It is nice, but I, I, it's the people. Uh, I will never forget the first time you know that I went there. It didn't matter if you walked by, drove by a hundred times in a day, any of the Fijian people, they would always stop and they'd have this big smile and then they do this wave and they would say, bola, 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 bola. Yeah. And it was just this, you could sense like this spirituality, uh, this humility, and you just wanted to hang around them because they were just so happy to just see you and want to ask you questions. And mm -hmm. it was one of the neatest things that I've ever experienced. And, and you throw that in with the beauty of the islands and everything. So that that's why I love Fiji. Uh, and then Hawaii would be my second, particularly Maui yeah. and be able to take the family there. You know, it's just so tropical and you just feel like you can just really relax in, in nature um, and spending time with, with families. So important to me, you know, my kids now 17, 15 and 13. And so they're, they're getting older. And, and so being able to spend that quality time with them is, is extremely important. I also like to try and time a little bit to where there's maybe the Maui classic, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, right. you know, after the vacation, maybe we can go watch, watch a few games uh, on the way. So those, those are two of my favorite, but honestly, I mean, I, we love particularly in the winter months to get somewhere warm. Uh, so we have a lot of places we love, but those, those two are, uh, are definitely uh, my favorites. Okay, awesome, awesome. Have to get to Fiji. I love Hawaii too. Uh, favorite college or professional arena? All right. Well, I might get booed off of this podcast, <laughs> here. Uh, but uh, my favorite uh, would have to definitely be uh, Indiana University and Assembly Hall. Um, yeah. You know the tradition that's there, the ruckus crowd. Uh, the memories I've been able to build with my family by going down there and grabbing lunch or dinner and then going to the game, the pregame, and particularly when it's a, a big time game and it's a whiteout, uh, there just aren't too many places um, out there where you can be in that type of environment. So that's definitely uh, definitely my favorite place. All right. We won't boo you off of here. It's a pretty neat place. <laughs> All right. And last one. All right. So you're on a you're on a desert island. And you can only listen to one 
recording artist, who would it be? I'm going to fail this podcast uh, because <laughs> honestly, uh, I would say throw me anything you got. Like I love music and I love different genres. I love different artists. Uh, if I listen to the same artists over and over again, I'd, I'd probably get bored. And so, you know, growing up, I listened to a lot of Lionel Richie because that was seemed like I was on our house all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I just love music in general. And I, I don't have necessarily a favorite. If I'm going to listen to music, I'm going to go to Spotify and I'm going to pick something random uh, to, to listen to different hits. So uh, unfortunately, I, I don't have uh, necessarily a a favorite uh, to pick for you today. Gotcha. It's all good, man. It's all good. Honesty. That's what I want. Honesty. All right. So every day or every podcast, I do a quote and um, I really relate it to the guests that I have on. And, and I found this quote by American writer O. Henry, and it's a short one. And it says, no friendship is an accident. And that quote is what I feel about our friendship. Um, it's unique. And we'll touch on it on another podcast on how we really became friends. But it is no accident that you and I became friends and it, it was God's way of, of putting us together. And he put us together at a time where we, we didn't know what the future was going to be. Um, and the future has really been, um, at this point, beautifully laid out for, for us as far as our friendship. But, but I really feel like, like we were brought together for a reason. And, and I just want to let you know how much I appreciate that friendship. Um, and there's so many things that we're going to do in the future, but, but I do, I appreciate you so much. Well, and, and that's right back at you, Kenyon. I mean, it has been a blessing for me and my family to get to know you, your family. Um, you guys are doing amazing things. As I said from the outset, what you're doing with Leave a Legacy podcast uh, is, is amazing. You're going to change and impact so many lives in a positive way. I love being part of the Circle of Trust uh, with you and David and Jordan. And so just thank you for uh, being a part of my life. Um, and you are one of those individuals, uh, along with the others in that circle of trust that have poured into me, um, uh, that have made me a better person. And so I'm super grateful for that. And I'm just excited about this next chapter, uh, with your family and what you guys have going on, because it's, it's going to be amazing. I appreciate that. You still haven't met Chris. <laughs> we still got to get you with Chris. So <laughs> I know, I know. I met him, I did meet him out, uh, out there at Madison Square Garden. That's true. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Know. So met him a couple of times, but uh, looking forward to getting a chance to really get to know, get to know him. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, hey, um, another great episode of Leave Your Legacy podcast. Please go to the Talk About Network um, YouTube page, subscribe, give us a like, hit the notification button so you know when a new episode drop. We're also available on the iHeartRadio platform, Spreaker, Spotify, uh, Apple iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. So until next time, I'm your host, Kenya Murray. This podcast is sponsored by Storyline Multimedia. Storyline is an Iowa City-based media company that specializes in creating high-quality video, photo, and audio productions for local businesses. Not only that, but they also produce a number of podcasts, including this one. So if you're interested in sharing the story of your business with the world, Contact them today by visiting storylinemultimedia.com. And remember, your story matters.